Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to yet again another interview we got going on here on the Cover 7 podcast. And this time, we're bringing it back to the Big 12, as in today's episode, we are joined by Cincinnati Bearcat wide receiver Sterling Burkhalter. Sterling, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to learn a little bit about you, learn how you ended up at Cincinnati, and, you know, just learn a little bit about you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Hey, absolutely. Now, Sterling, before we do start talking about, you know, your college journey so far, you know, kicking it off at North Carolina A&T, you know, committing to Cincinnati, let's kind of throw it back in time a little bit. Let's go back to, you know, your early days playing football. And if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, just some of the little details about yourself. Uh, I'm actually from Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio. And then basically growing up all my life, I was really a basketball player. Like, basketball is still my first love. So I was really a basketball player all the way up to, like, high school, like, around, like, junior year, I would say. Like, growth spurt came late. I started looking like basketball probably ain't going to be the best for me just knowing, like, how many point guards it is, my height. And they had me playing, like, big man for real at 6'3". So then that's when I just decided to take the football route, go to receiver. You'll be a bigger receiver than you will be a point guard. So that's why I just started falling in love with football. And then senior year, first action on varsity for real, I seen like I could really do something with it. Then I just took it way more serious. Hey, no, I got you. And definitely, you know, you being 6'4", obviously everybody immediately thinks, okay, basketball guy, everything like that. But, I mean, you've been able to do, you know, pretty good at the wide receiver position, you know, in football. Now I got to ask you, you know, your Cincinnati guy and everything like that, how are you feeling after Sunday's game between the Chiefs? I got, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. I was hurt, man. I was hurt the whole night because I feel like I feel like this was our year. Like last year, we came up short. I feel like this was our year to really go win it, and I knew we could have won it, but just coming up short that call at the end of the game, I feel like that played a huge part. Oh yeah, and then definitely. It just, everything going on in the game, man, it had me hurt. Thought it was nah. our year. Hey, I feel for you. I'm I'm from the DFW area, so I don't really have to worry about getting disappointed each year because I mean we already know what we're gonna get out of the Cowboys. So, but no, definitely, <laughs> I think I think y'all had a good chance in that game. The refs were a little bit, you know, suspect. Not gonna lie, but but anyway, Sterling. So, growing up, were you a, a Cincinnati Bearcat fan, or did you have like another school you were kind of a fan of? No, nah, growing up, I was more Ohio State, just because like oh, it was shoot, all right, just bigger. So I really liked Ohio State all my life. Hey, I got you. I got you. You know, growing up, was there any players or anything like that that you kind of watched a lot? Because, you know, Ohio State's kind of dubbed themselves a wide receiver you for, you know, a lot of reasons. But, you know, growing up, did you have any guys like that that you watched? Uh, Yeah, growing up, I used to love Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. And then a little bit, like, he not that much older than me, but I started watching Benjamin Victor. I liked his game a lot. He was at Ohio State a couple years ago. But Braxton Miller was really the main one. Hey, I like I like how you brought up Braxton because, I mean, obviously, dude was a talented quarterback, you know, got banged up and everything like that, lost a job, then went to wide receiver. But um, so, yeah, so, you know, growing up in the state of Ohio, obviously being a Buckeye fan, Bengals fan and everything like that, you know, honestly, you start to kind of like football and everything like that. So, um, so Sterling, um, growing up, did you only play basketball? Like you didn't have any other sports or anything like that you played? No, I played uh, – I played – I started playing football around nine. I played basketball since I was like probably four or five, though. 
And then I played a little bit of baseball at like elementary elementary school. And then middle school was just straight football and basketball. And then my freshman year, it was really just like I broke my wrist in football. And that's when I was just like, I'm going to just focus on basketball. And then just a couple years later, like the future, I had to start thinking about the future. I'm like, I might as well just go back to football. This basketball it might not be it. Hey, no, I got you definitely. Kind of because I've had a couple other guys on here that were originally basketball guys, and then they ended up going to football. Kind of similar story too. You have that one moment where you're like, okay, might want to go back to football, whether that is you know coaches and everything like that. So, yeah. so Sterling, let me ask you this: you know, during your high school career and everything like that, you know, when did you finally realize like you know you could really go somewhere with football? Uh, I probably really realized it probably the end of my junior year because I went to a little powerhouse school in Cincinnati. So all my friends, like four stars, five stars, his coaches coming into school every day. At the time, I wasn't really getting recruited, but I'm seeing them getting Alabama, Ohio State, all these schools. So I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it too. So then just working out with them every day, being around them every day really showed me like if they can do it, I can do it too. Hey, no, I got you. Definitely. I'm glad you talked a little bit about, too, also the talent in the Cincinnati area. Because I think, you know, you obviously got your normal powerhouse states and cities like Texas, Florida, Georgia, California, and everything like that. But also, Ohio's produced some pretty good talent. And, I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad you at least talked about it a little bit. So, so Sterling, for you, you know, being, you know, seeing all your friends, teammates, opponents, everything like that, getting all these big-time offers and everything like that, that only had to make you want to work harder, right? Yeah, they, they, that's all it was, is working harder, knowing that if they can do it, I can do it too. I just got to work harder than, like, I got to push myself, work harder. I got you, I got you. And um, also, let me ask you too, you know, going in, you know, to your final year of high school ball, right, you know, your last real year to be able to impress scouts and everything like that, you know, kind of what was your thought process going into your senior year? Uh, Going in, I had I received my first D1 offer from Liberty over the summer from a little camp. So going in, I was thinking like, all right, I already got one D1 offer. So I'm a little bit on the map, try to do as best as I can, get some schools to look at me, then everything could be so smooth. And I ended up actually did doing good, but not really that many schools, like was really interested in me just cause it was so late, like spots that filled up and all that stuff. So it was just like, I knew I had high expectations for myself and I actually got a couple of those goals that I had set done. That was cool. Hey, no, I got you, Sterling. Now, kind of going back a little bit. So, your first offer was actually from Liberty. Yes, sir. So, if you don't mind, talk just a little bit about because I always try to ask everybody this question, but talk to me a little bit about how you know that first experience was getting that first offer. You know, whether you know it was you getting the call in person, everything like that. You know, how how did that kind of feel for you when you got that first offer? Uh, it was it was great. Like it was great. Everybody, you know, your first offer, you gonna always remember that one. Uh, it was it was a couple of days after we had left the Nike opening camp. We had went to me and like three, four of my teammates went to the Nike opening camp. We got invited to, and I did good there. And then I had posted just like little highlights and tapes from the one on ones and stuff. And then a couple of days later, uh, Coach Fleming and then the offensive coordinator, time Coach Harris, they had called me, and just me, I'm thinking like. They just probably like they had called me multiple times before that, so I'm just thinking it's a regular check in with me. Then they had called me and told me that they wanted to offer me, and then it was just like for the next two three days, I just felt like the man. I was so happy. I just felt like the man. 
<laughs> hey, no, absolutely. I mean, shoot, getting that first D1 offer, I mean, absolutely is a blessing. So, so Sterling, you know, senior year, you know, senior year's done with and everything like that. And, you, you know, you're looking back. Do you do you feel like you personally were able to accomplish everything that you wanted in your senior year? Uh, Other than, like, team goals, like going far in the playoffs and stuff like that, no. But individually, I feel like I did good. I got the first team. I led the conference in yards and stuff like that. So I feel like individually I did good. But as a team point, I wish we could have did better. No, I I love that. I love the fact that you're kind of like a team first type of guy too, because you really don't see that a lot, you know, with specialists and everything like that too. So, so Sterling, yeah. you know, your high school career is done with and everything like that, right? Now it's time, you know, to make your college decision. So, what were some of the final schools that you had, you know, on signing day that you were, you know, considering going to? Uh, coming signing day for real. The only two I had like still on the table because I only got through. I only had four in high school. I had Liberty, Hampton. Army and then Navy, and then the only two that was still committable was Army and Navy. So I took officials to Navy, and then just after like that official and realizing all the military and stuff like that, it was really like a dark area because I was just like, I can't see myself like going to one of these institutions. Like I just want to play football, go to school. So during that time, it was really hard because I didn't know what was next. But then. One of my high school coaches, he talked me into uh, looking at the prep route and the JUCO route. So then I started looking into that, and then I ended up taking the prep route. Hey, I got you. I got you. So so if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about how that experience was, you know, being, you know, at that – you said prep school, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I had attended Georgia Knights Prep Academy in Snellville, Georgia. And that experience, it was – it was it def- I feel like it definitely got me where I am today because prep – it's just like Juco, then it's people from everywhere, different stories. So you get to know everybody, know everybody, different stories. Some people have all the offers in their area. Some people then get one offer in their near. So it really humble you. And then just like the stuff you got to go through in the facilities and just the hard work is really the hard grind. Like just like Juco, like if you make it out, you really love it. And it's a lot of people that don't make it out. And that's simply just because they ain't true to the grind. They don't really love it. But it really humble. It really humble you, and it really make you a better person. So I really enjoyed the little prep. I really enjoyed the little prep route for sure. Hey, definitely, because I mean, you know, it's kind of like JUCO in an instance where you know you're taking a chance on yourself because that could either be you know your final year ever playing football, or that could be you know in your case, you know that step that gets you to the D1 level. So Sterling, you know yes, your prep, sure. you know, you know you're done with your year at prep school and everything like that, you know. What ultimately made you want to commit to um, North Carolina A and T? Like, what were some of the factors that you know went into you wanting to choose the Aggies? Uh, I was really set on South Alabama at the time. Like, I was set on South Alabama after the prep school, but then the coaching staff, that whole coaching staff, had left like right before signing day, and then they basically told me like, new coaching staff. I, it wasn't really no communication with me and the new coaching staff. And then that's when North Carolina A&T, they was on me the hardest for real. And then I have an aunt that live in Greensboro where the school is at. So then my parents, like, they just kept pushing that towards me. Like, if you go out here, you'll be with your aunt. You won't be lonely and stuff like that. And then just the coaches, they was on me so hard. And the HBCU stuff with Deion Sanders, what he had going on at the time, putting a spotlight on the HBCUs, it was just like, I might as well because HBCU coach is about to change. And then A&T, they had a history of winning championships, celebration bowls back to back to back. 
So it was just like, to me, it was a win. And then the HBCUs was getting so much light. So I'm like, all right, this would be a good move. Hey, no, definitely, because, you know, the time that you were going to uh, North Carolina a that's when Dion was really being able to revitalize HBCUs and, you know, really showcase nationally the culture and everything that HBCUs bring. Now, i got to ask you, too, because I've never personally been to an HBCU uh, game or anything like that. How were the bands like during the game? Oh, yeah, the band's crazy. The band's one of the best part for real. The band's crazy, especially HBCU versus HBCU. It's like battles between the bands. The bands, yeah, the bands definitely turn the game up, turn the environment up for sure, give you that energy for sure. Nah, I got you, Sterling. So, and, you know, we're talking about Dion and everything like that, and I can't remember correctly, but did y'all ever take on Jackson State? No, nah, we didn't. Uh, my first year there, we had left the MEAC. The MEAC, like the all-HBCU conference. My first year there, we actually left the conference, and then we had went to the um, the Big South. Okay, so we I got never you. got to play Jackson State. Yeah, I just couldn't remember because I know I know they're broken up into different conferences and everything like that, like SWAG, MEAC, and everything. So, so Sterling, you know, obviously, you know, you're not there anymore. But you know, when you look back at your time during, you know, being an Aggie at North Carolina A and T, you know, what were some of the most memorable moments for you? Whether it was being with teammates off the field, you know, during a game, you know, what were some of the moments that really shaped your experience at North Carolina A and T? Uh, it's so many to be honest, but just hanging, hanging with the teammates, hanging with my teammates, it's really like a brotherhood because like everybody going through the same stuff, like HBCUs, it's not really like these P5 programs where you got all the facilities, all the food given to you and stuff. So like the brotherhood really is like, it's really closer. I wouldn't say closer, but it's really like, it's easy to get close because what you're going through, the next person going through right next to you, with you. So it's just like, it made it a really good experience. And then the games. The HBCU versus the HBCU games, I feel like them one of a kind. Like just the fan bases, the to the tailgates, to the cookouts, to everything. Like the support the HBCU alumni give towards the HBCUs is crazy. Like the love and environment is crazy. Hey, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, really, that's kind of always been the biggest thing with HBCUs is the culture, environments, tailgating, food. I mean, list goes on and on and on and on. Now, Sterling, you know, this past year, you know, your last year at um, NCANT, you kind of had a breakout season, right? You know, 28 receptions, 414 yards, and two touchdowns. So, you know, how were you feeling towards the end of the year? Kind of what was your thought process, you know, that ultimately ended up with you entering the transfer portal? Uh, it was really a tough decision because, like, I wanted to play better football, but it's just like the next upcoming year, I was, like, supposed to be the main receiver. So I'm like, you feel me? Why would I leave? I'm about to, like, this basically about to be my offense type. But then our coach had got, I don't know if he got released, fired. Like, they never really gave us no details into that one. But our head coach just was no longer with us. And then it was just, like, the uncertainty if they was going to bring back my position coach, my uh my dog, Coach Poole, Nate Poole, former NFL player, Marshall Hall of Famer. Like, he really taught me the game, opened the game, opened my eyes. And made me a way better player than when I was when I first got there. So I was like, I would not knowing what's going on. Like if they don't bring Coach Poole back, I don't know if I really want to feel me have to go through me and a new coach and all that stuff and just stand there. And then like some of the coaches that's not on staff no more, they was basically telling me like my future bright. Like 
it might be best for me to leave and go get better, go get what I deserve and all that stuff. So then just after seeing and talking with my family, like probably like two weeks, to be honest, like I just thought it was best for me to get into the portal, especially while we didn't have no coach at this time. Like we had no coach when I entered the portal. So it was like I really didn't. It was just a great area with A&T at the whole time for my future. So I just wanted to just test some – like test waters for real with the portal. Hey, and I mean, honestly, that probably was one of the best decisions you ever made because not only, you know, did you end up going yeah, to the Power sure. 5 level, sure. you know, you decided you, – I mean, you literally went back to your hometown to join Cincinnati. And, you know, before you joined the Bearcats and everything like that, talk just a little bit about, you know – what was kind of your experience, you know, being in the transfer portal, right? Because it's kind of like a new thing now in college football, you know, going into the transfer portal, kind of a lot of uncertainty and everything like that. You know, how personally was your um, experience being in the transfer portal, Sterling? Uh, to be honest, at first, it was like, at first, getting into the portal, I didn't think, I didn't even think I'd get what I had got just because I'm thinking 20-something catches, 400, 400 yards, two touchdowns. Like, I'm like, I don't know if that's really, like, what I – like, if I wanted to get into the portal, I don't think I would have really got what I wanted with those those stats. So, I was like, I don't know if it's best for me. But then once I got in and I seen, like, all the coaches hit me up and all that stuff, it was actually, like, I felt good, like, happy that I did it. And then just being in it, uh, it started off slow. But then after, like, the first two, three offers came in, that's when it really picked up. That's when the recruiting really just started getting crazier by the day. Hey, I got you. And definitely that's always got to be kind of a crazy time period. So, so Sterling, you know, before, you know, once again, before you made your commitment to Cincinnati, you know, what were some of the final schools that you had? Uh, It was really between Nebraska, ECU, East Carolina, Cincinnati. And then the day I had committed to Cincinnati, Arkansas had offered me. But then it was just like I was already locked in with Cincinnati and it was just too late to even really pay them some mind. But really just Nebraska, ECU, and Cincinnati was like the final three I was locked in on. Hey, I got you. I got you. And obviously you ended up deciding to join the Bearcats, you know, Scoach, uh, not Scoach, Coach Satterfield's, you know, new staff and everything like that in Cincinnati. You know, you're headed to the Big 12 and all that. But, I mean, for you personally, hey. Sterling, right, you know, coming out of high school, didn't really have much offers besides, you know, two military um, institutions and then, you know, deciding to go join NC. A and T. I mean, it kind of had to feel like almost not real, right? You know, getting you know getting schools like Nebraska wanting you, ECU, yeah. Arkansas, and then obviously you know your hometown school, Cincinnati. Yeah, for sure. It was just like me personally. I always felt like I was good enough to have those schools, but just now, like really being on the phone with them, really getting offers, and like and really seeing that they really want me, it was just crazy. It was a crazy experience. I felt like it was long overdue, but it was crazy still. I love to hear it, man. Seriously, definitely coming from humble beginnings and everything like that. Now, Sterling, I know this is kind of going to be a dumb question, but for you personally, what were some of the bigger factors into you ultimately deciding to commit to Cincinnati? Uh, Really, really, uh, I wanted to play big-time football. You know, us going to the Big 12, that was one checklist. And then another one was just like the more I thought about it, the more I just started thinking about my family. Like, them being able to, like, they used to fly to the games, drive to the games. So, just being back home, I know they'll be able to just make it to all the games with ease. And then the new coaching staff coming in, they really showed me a lot of love. And then with the new coaching staff, it's basically a fresh start for all of us. So, the opportunity, you feel me, to come in and play is right there for me. 
So I just felt like after putting all those three things together that it was best for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you definitely, you know, being a college athlete, you want to be, you know, the school is going to be best fit for you academically. And then obviously going to give you the best, you know, chance to be able to get on the field and all that. And obviously it just happened to be from your hometown school in Cincinnati. Now the schedule released, right? So the big 12 schedules, the new big 12, they yeah. all released today. <laughs> now, unfortunately my school TCU, we won't be playing y'all this year, but you know, for you Sterling, you, you know, when you look at the schedule and everything like that, you know, what are some of the games that you're, you know, really most excited about? Uh, I'm really excited about, we play Oklahoma. We play Oklahoma here. Oh man, I I didn't even see. I won't even lie. I didn't even. I didn't really look at y'all's too much because I was looking at some of the other. But okay, so y'all see. So OU comes up to play y'all. Yeah, the first first Big Twelve game. Oh, it's the first Big. Oh my god. Yeah, I know that's gonna be sold out for sure. (laughs) I was just about to say. I mean, and obviously y'all stadium is easily one of the best environments in all of college football. I don't think it gets talked about enough because I think when y'all are playing Tulane last year or something like that, I mean, I was electric, sold-out crowd. So, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, for you, Sterling, you're going to be on the sidelines. You're going to be in the games with all the fans, students, everything like that. Man, I'm super excited for you. I mean, without a doubt. And, you know, you're on campus now, right? Like, you're already with the team and everything? Yes, sir. I'm already here. And I got you. So, Sterling, so far, you know, you being at UC and everything like that, you know, what's what's kind of been some of your favorite aspects of the campus, facilities, everything like that? You know, how's the experience been so far for you? Uh, I'm loving it for real. Like, I'm loving it. I like the uh, the biggest the biggest part I probably love is the little bubble indoor that we got. Like, we didn't really have no indoor at A&T. So, like, if it'll rain or it's cold, you feel me, we even have to go outside or we just have to go the next day. But here, the indoor, that's a huge part. Like, we get to go in there, get work whenever we want. And then just the nutrition center and the weight room, like the weight, the weight room, the coaching staff on the uh, strength staff, they pushing me. They getting me way stronger than the nutrition side. They feeding me like those are really the main two parts that I've been loving so far. Hey, no, I definitely enjoy it, man. Seriously. I mean, obviously, you've worked your butt off to get to this point now. Now, me, I'm I'm from Texas, right? So I really don't know too much about being up north and everything like that. So I got to ask you, Sterling. Have you ever tried Skyline Chili? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it is it overrated low key? Like I, I kind of want to know because I keep hearing people talk about it and everything like that. Uh overrated, I probably mm, it's probably overrated a little bit, but it's not it's definitely good. Like, like you'll <laughs> be you'll definitely be happy like after you had it, or you'll definitely be satisfied. But the talking all of it that it get to me is personally overrated, but it's not bad at all. I just feel like I don't see where all the hype comes from. Okay, I just had to know because obviously, you know, you're from Cincinnati, you know, born and raised and everything like that. So I figured I'd ask you because, well, I'm from the South and our main thing is barbecue. So, but um, anyway, Sterling, I just have a few more questions, before, you know, for you before we head out and everything. But um, the first one I want to ask you, and I try to ask everybody this one just so we can kind of, you know, I guess, gain like a comparison for you in terms of play style and everything like that. So, for you, Sterling, whether it is past, present, college football, or NFL, what player's play style do you feel like you truly resemble the most and why? Uh, I used to say Mike Evans, but now I say like T. Higgins. Just watching the more watching and studying T. Higgins game, I say me and T. Higgins play like a lot of like just off his size, the way he got speed, the way he high point the ball, and his route running. Like a lot of people don't really pay attention to his route running, but he really be running routes. And 
I feel like we go hand in hand, like my play style with his play style. Hey, no, definitely. I mean, y'all both, you know, very similar, you know, frames and everything like that too. And I'm glad you talked about high point because he had that nasty touchdown um, in the yeah. uh, championship game too. So now, Sterling, this final question I'm going to ask you, man, this is the most important one. Everybody knows what I'm about to ask. So pregame, right? Got your headphones on, AirPods in, or if your music taste is not trash, you got the team's aux. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why? Uh, pregame hype song. Oh, I, I don't really have just one, but it's definitely some young boy and being young boy, some little dirt just to get me in the mode. And then sometimes, like if I'm on the aux side, cut on some cheap Keith. Cause I know like Chief Keep got a lot of like known songs, like party songs that get the team hype ready to go out there on the field. So pregame, I'm listening to probably one of those three. Hey, sure. hey, you definitely can't go wrong with Young Boy. I mean, you really want to get turned before a game, definitely. Yeah, definitely got to go with Young Boy. So Sterling, man, I appreciate you for coming on. Seriously, I'm super excited to see what you and Cincinnati do this year, especially seeing you, you know, be able to, you know, really be able to be on a big time stage and. You know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's episode, please make sure you go show my guy Sterling some love. I'm going to leave all of his socials, links, everything like that. It's going to be down below in the description of today's episode. Sterling, before we head out, is there anything you want to say, my guy? Uh, no, I just thank you for having me. Everybody that's listening, make sure y'all tap in to uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats this year. First year in the Big 12. We, I've been reading stuff, but I don't think we're really going to do good, and we're going to shock a lot of people. I know that. I know that for sure. Hey, definitely, definitely. Well, Sterling, thank you again, my guy, and look forward to seeing you here in the fall. Yes, sir. Appreciate it.